This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at CosmicPotato.com. Hey guys, I wanted to do a special intro here at the beginning of the episode to let you know that in addition to this week's regular show, there is a bonus episode of the podcast available uh, because we're having Magic City Con next week here in Birmingham. And one of this year's guests is Virginia Hay, who played Zan in Farscape. Uh, she is also in Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, and The Living Daylights. I got to interview her and talk to her about the con and about her career, and she was very nice, and we had a great conversation. So wherever you downloaded this episode from, make sure you go back and download that bonus episode as well. Uh, if you're going to be in the South next week, then you should come check out Magic City Con. Uh, you can find out all you need to know about it at magiccitycon.com. All right, that's it. Let's crank up the theme music and get the show started. Accessing data files. Initiating program. Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Downloading Sean. My name is Sean Ray, and I don't know why people hate Nickelback. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Downloading John. The like the one benefit to uh getting fat is that I don't have to iron my clothes as much. If you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? We've got you covered with everything from Marvel to Star Wars. I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan. Downloading Rick. Did you know that elephants are made entirely out of Rocky Road ice cream? Classic films, trivia games, and beyond. He's looking at you, kid. Accessing guest files. NCC1701. No bloody A. Joni loves Shachi is the epitome. You beat me to it, you bastard. <laughs> B. Uh, I wasn't listening, sorry. Oh, good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt more like a northerner than I do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Or D. If you're wondering how this is going to play out, just watch A Bug's Life. It's basically the same (laughs) plot. Come to the coast, get together, have a few laughs. Now, on with the show. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody and welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and you know, if you're a vampire and someone tells you that you're ugly, you really have no choice but to believe them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thinker. And uh, joining me on the mic tonight once again is our friend from Simply Syndicated's Movie News and Starbase 66 is Rick. How are you, sir? I am grand, thank you, sir. And the co-host of the World War G podcast that can be heard right here on CosmicPotato.com, Troy Wood. Greetings, humans. The first thing I want to do tonight, I think we're, I'm going to do something that we haven't done in a while. We're going to go to the Amazing Fact Generator, and <laughs> uh, I'm going to read off five random facts. And uh, if you want to check out the Amazing Fact Generator, you can go to MentalFloss.com slash generator. And it's there. You just click uh, click the button, and it'll give you a random fact. And the first one is... Let me click the button. Computer's being slow. Okay. The first use of Google as a verb in pop culture was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. <laughs> random fact number know. two. There I, was I, a... I question that. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Uh, the... 
there was a third Apple founder, Ronald Wayne, and he sold his 10% stake for $800 in 1976. And then and, he said, don't! <laughs> and fun fact, he and Pete Best have a bed and breakfast in New Hampshire. Right. <laughs> the fifth Aww, <laughs> poor Pete Best. <laughs> uh, the next one is one that I've read before. And the next one is an ad I want to skip. <laughs> okay. Number three, say cheese, Victorian said, Victorian said prunes instead. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Victorians didn't take pictures. I have no idea. <laughs> a, the, whole point, the whole point of cheese, if you'll pardon my pedantry here for a moment, the whole point of saying cheese is that when you say cheese, it forces you to sort of smile when you say it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, there's no point for prunes. Victorians to say prunes. <laughs> they didn't want to show their teeth, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> weren't, weren't Victorians the ones that took pictures with uh, dead bodies? Ah, uh, well, not. No, they did that, and they did that like in the old west and stuff too. That was just kind of. Oh, a, okay. Yeah. Actually, I've heard that's a myth, but I haven't. That that's one of those I saw an article online and didn't fact check it, so mm-hmm. it may just be one of those they say. My mother was a ninja about the knowledge that they in quotes capitalized right. up yeah. forth. <laughs> the the theory is because back then a lot of pictures had to be taken by just removing the cat from the lens and then standing there for ten minutes. Because you were just exposing the film and you weren't like clicking a picture. You were just exposing the film. So there were a lot of pictures where the people would be kind of blurry because obviously over 10 minutes you're going to kind of move around a little bit. You can't, it's hard to stand perfectly still. Right. But then, then one one person in the image would be completely clear. So, that, well, that person didn't move at all. Maybe they were dead. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, a lot of that came from that. But well, that that that's also why a lot of early photography nobody's smiling because yeah, they found can't hold holding a smile, a smile for that long was painful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, a British man changed his name to Tim Price to make it harder for telemarketers to pronounce. <laughs> In 1894. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and then number five. Not that one. I think I've read that one before. I read that one before. Okay. Uh, on Scooby-Doo, Shaggy's real name is... Does anyone know? Oh. I used to. Oh, oh! I just heard this the other day. Dang, I don't remember. Norval Rogers. <sighs> yeah, that's right. My my little girl was watching a one of the newer incarnations of Scooby-Doo. And the, 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 the kids, the meddling kids had all been arrested and had their parents called. And so they they were saying all of their names. And I was like, this is bull. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you catch the uh, Supernatural episode that featured Scooby-Doo? I haven't watched Supernatural I've, in at least five years. I've never watched Supernatural. I don't watch it regularly, but I had to check that episode out. It was uh, it was pretty funny because what I liked about it was that they didn't just put them, they didn't just say, okay, well, Scooby Doo and the gang are here, and they're just part of it, 
they actually went into an actual episode of Scooby-Doo. So the, the episode of Scooby-Doo that they were in, you can actually go back and watch that episode, the actual <laughs> mystery that they solved. But then they started interacting with it, and, and uh, you know, Sam and Dean are there, and, and, and Sam kind of knows what's going to happen because he's seen every episode of Scooby-Doo and that kind of stuff. But... <laughs> I, I have right. to say about Supernatural, I never watched it on purpose. Um, my wife used to watch it, and so... This was back when where we lived at the time. Both of our computers were in the living room. Mm-hmm. And so she'd be watching it, and I'd be on the computer doing stuff. And so I would just sort of be half watching it while she was watching it. And I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a fun show, but it was not something I'd go out of my way to watch. But after, I think it was season five, when it was, this was like, this is definitely the end. We're sending Sam, whichever one is. The, who's the older one, Sam or, or Dean? That's uh, Dean, I believe. Dean. Dean goes to hell, and the show is done. And then they're like, oh, wow, we're still making a buttload of money. Let's bring the show back. <laughs> and even my wife, who has a very high tolerance for crap TV, went, oh, jeez. <laughs> so she stopped watching it. Now, yeah. I understand that Supernatural fans are as rabid as Star Trek's or firefly fans uh so i'm not saying the show is bad now please don't write sean terrible letters because i don't care Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i enjoyed what i saw and i i i think supernatural fandom more than almost any other fandom that i've seen have a fantastic sense of humor uh but i just i just haven't watched it in many many seasons yeah Yeah, i mean if you if you like stuff like buffy the vampire slayer the, the 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 tv show You'll probably really like Supernatural. It's the same kind of kind of vein where it's it's kind of uh, horror, kind of science fiction, kind of this, kind of that, and then a lot of comedy. You know, so I I do have to say though, in a very judgmental way, those of you writing Sam Dean slash fic and and slash art, you people are sick. <laughs> <laughs> They're brothers. They're brothers. <laughs> yeah. And and for me, I, I just have so many shows I'm watching already that I don't need another one to watch. That's like 28 seasons in at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's no me. I mean, there's a lot of stuff people keep telling you, you need to catch up on this. You need to catch up on that. Like I'm not ever going to catch up on it. I'll go, I'll watch it occasionally, but I'm not going to try and watch all of it. I mean, I'm so far behind on agents of shield at this point. So there's a guy that I work with. You got to watch agents of shield. Like, I like it. I just got behind on it, and now I'm not ever going to go mm-hmm. back to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're gonna season four. We're gonna play the IMDb game, uh, and how this works is that I'm gonna find an actor. We're just gonna do a couple of these. Uh, I'm gonna find an actor. I'm gonna start from their very earliest work, and I'm gonna tell you guys the year and the movie that they were in. And uh, the first one of you guys that can figure out who I'm talking about, and just. If, if you think you know the answer, just say it. You know, you don't have to say your name or anything. Just say it. And the first one of you that actually gets the, the actor. And when I say actor, I mean actor or actress. So it can be a man okay. or a woman. So, Okay, so the first one, the, their first body of work was in uh, 1986, Wildcats. 1986, Streets of Gold. 1987, Critical Condition. Now, some of these, you know, especially when you're talking about early in their career, they're, they're we're talking bit parts and stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. 1987, 
uh, Vietnam War story. That was a TV movie. Uh, 1989, Major League. 1989, an episode of The Days and Nights of Molly Dodd. <laughs> 1990, Help, the TV series. Uh, 1990, Kings of New York. 1990, Mo Better Blues. 1991, New Jack City. 1991. Wesley Snipes? It was Wesley Snipes. Very good. Thank you. Let me find another actor. Hold on a second. Maybe if you got as far as Demolition Man, I might have had a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, once you said Major League, I started going through the cast in my head. Yeah. Okay. This next one, uh, their career starts in 1977 with a TV movie called Wilma. 1979, Flesh and and Blood. Uh, 19... No, no, no. 1981, Carbon Copy. Uh, 1984, A Soldier's Story. 1986, Power. Uh, 1987, Cry Freedom. 1988, For Queen and Country. I haven't heard of any of these. 1989, The Mighty Quinn. 1989, Glory. 1990. No, not Morgan Freeman. 1990, Heart Condition. 1990, Mo Better Blues. Oh, uh, 1991, Mississippi Masala. Is it Denzel Washington? It is Denzel Washington. Woo! <laughs> All right. Let me find. I just picked the other guy who's in glory. <laughs> That's not Morgan Freeman. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me find somebody else here. Okay. By the way, Just, you do you do know that if it's not science fiction, there's a good chance I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> this one I think is going to be kind of easy. Let's see. Uh, 1966, uh, Dead Heat on a Merry-Go-Round. Oh, of course, 19, that classic. <laughs> 1967, Love, spelled L-U-V. Um, 1967. A Time for Killing, 1968, Journey to Shiloh, 19... Clint Eastwood? Nope. A lot of these are TV series. I'm just skipping the TV series. Uh, 1970, Getting Straight, 1972, well, that's Gunsmoke the series, 1973, American Graffiti, 1974, The Conversation. 1970. Will Arnett? Nope. Hmm. 1977, Star Wars Episode 4. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. It was Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> you both said it at the same time, so you both get to that point. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, I'm going to do this. Should, should, should we tell folks why John isn't here so they can send some sympathy his way retroactively? John, John's <laughs> ill. John has got a cold, so he did not join us tonight. Uh, so yeah, send him a message. Tell him get better. Even though by now he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the time you hear this, he probably is. But time travels fun that way. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do this kind of the way that uh, Rick, you guys do the movie news because I've I've got a Slack account for the show now and I've put some stories in there. Okay. 
if you guys want to pull up the slack, you can. But um, I've got like maybe three I stories that up in there. If, did you or, invite me to it? I think I did. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm positive. Oh, that's right, you did. I don't know. I, uh, um, but I the know. three stories <laughs> that I that I there there are three pretty big stories that happened this week. Two of them are not good. Actually, actually, there's four stories and three of them are not good. But uh, <laughs> one of them, well, one of them is good news, but it, it, it's it's a terrible situation that happened. But Harvey Weinstein has been indicted on multiple rape and sex crime charges by a, a grand Excellent. jury. That is good news, you know, it, that that he's actually going to face the music on some of these uh some of these allegations that which I mean what are there like a thousand women that say that he <laughs> that he uh, <laughs> did something to him now and uh let me click on the story because one he, I know there was uh... there was one woman that actually what she says happened to her has been reason enough that uh that the statute of limitations hasn't run out on it. So he, I know and he's been I, charged. I th- personally, I think the fact that rape has a statute of limitations is a very wrong thing. I hate the fact, I hate statute of limitations period. Cause I mean, it just, just the fact that you can do something and with, with a technicality, you can get away with it just because it's been, it's been too long. They can't do anything yeah. now, you know? Um, a grand jury has voted to indict Harvey Weinstein on charges of rape in the first and third degrees and criminal sexual act in the first degree. Uh, this came out this afternoon. If found guilty, he could find himself behind bars for up to 25 years. I kind of doubt that that'll happen. He's got too much money to go to jail for any real amount of time. But Yeah, uh, it's kind of like when I heard you know, that Bill Cosby was convicted. I don't... I don't think he's actually going to serve any time in jail. Well, no. He could. The thing is, he is, well, yeah, the sentencing hasn't happened yet. Um, It's hard to say. The thing is, he's so old that even the minimum sentence is essentially a life sentence for him. Yeah. I'm thinking Uh, he might get some kind of house arrest or something like that, which just means you go home and stay there. (laughs) You know? Until you die. Yeah, yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, I can't say. I mean, I'm. You can't say. Oh, I'm sorry for any of these. I mean, they're ter- they're terrible people. They did some terrible yeah. things. And yeah. I and I'm embarrassed because I actually uh, took up for Bill Cosby early in the in this process because when it was just a couple of women, I, I, there's no way he did that. He's Bill Cosby. But then when you've got 50 women. <laughs> yeah. Saying he did this to me, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe he's not the person that I thought. Which says something about us because I don't know Bill Cosby. I've never met the man, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So why do I have any uh, any comment as to what kind of a person he is? Because well, I, I don't oh, know him. He's cultivate cultivated this whole, you know. He's so wholesome. Yeah. You know, he's a he's a a clean comedian he's family friendly he's this he's that he's telling young kids to pick up pick up their pants and wear them right and stuff like that and then this comes out and it's just like screw you man I mean, seriously <laughs> yeah. it makes you question everything it really does yeah it does <laughs> all i know is you know like you know we've got the the allegation again <clears throat> excuse me the allegations against Morgan Freeman came out earlier this week or last week, which just broke my heart because, you know, if it's one person, like the whole George Takei thing has has really kind of become not an issue. 
uh, I don't know well, if you want to go in. That kind of got found. Uh, that kind of got turned upside down this week, didn't it? I mean, they yeah. came out and said it didn't really happen. Well, okay. Or it uh, didn't happen have, the way you, that he said that the guy said that it did. Go ahead and finish talking about Weinstein, and we'll because the Takei thing kind of kind of requires a little more in depth. But um, you know, with Morgan Freeman. You know, the the story came out, Morgan Freeman is inappropriate at work. And I was like, oh, geez. And then, you know, and again, if if it's like one person, you're like, okay, this is a he said, they said kind of situation. You can maybe ignore it. But there were like eight different eight different women who came out and said that Freeman is kind of a he, he he didn't rape anybody he didn't sexually assault anyone but he's a sexual harasser and he, he makes people women uncomfortable at work and he's kind of a pig and mm-hmm. it just kind of was like oh man all i can say is if tom hanks ever come if we ever find out tom hanks has done something like this <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna freaking hang myself because i won't be able to I live will, in this world anymore <laughs> i will pick up drinking and i will drink heavily <laughs> I, I will be an alcoholic within a week yeah. Um, yeah, there's not really anything else to say about Weinstein. I mean, that, that's the whole story. He's he's being brought up on charges, so we just have to wait and see what I, happens I when he goes to... I will say this about the Weinstein thing is, you know, I am certainly not a lawyer, nor do I know a lot about the law. Uh, but as I understand it, getting a grand jury indictment is not that difficult. Mm-hmm. So this does not in any way presage that he's going to jail. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he still he still has to go to trial. So yeah, because all a grand jury does is looks at uh, the the merits of the case, and they say, yeah, this is worth going to trial. Mm-hmm. They're not saying, yeah, this dude's guilty as as AF. We're going to throw him away. They're just saying, okay, you've got enough here that warrants a trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so this is this is kind of a baby step. Uh, so we'll see. You know, he he bailed out. You know, he, he got it. They gave him a million dollar bond, and he bailed out with no problem. So it's not like he's sitting in a in a jail cell waiting for this to happen. He's he's on his estate, uh, probably seriously looking into how far can a, a Gulf Stream get before it gets shot down. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what you were alluding to a few minutes ago is that the the the, the whole George Takei thing. He originally uh, was accused. Someone said that he drugged them at a party, and that they woke up and he was trying to take their pants off or something like that. And now it's it's come out that uh, it didn't happen that way. Uh, it well, was more it was more of a he made a move and the guy said no, so he backed off, and then it got all this stuff came out. Right. Well, okay, he, he, here's what the original story was. Uh, and I, I don't remember this dude's name, but uh, back in 1980, early 80s, um, this this dude who was a model at the time, he's, I guess he's probably still a model, said he met Takei at a party. Uh, and they hit it off, and Takei asked, invited him back to his place and gave him, quote-unquote, a couple of drinks and then he stood up and felt dizzy and fell down into a beanbag and, quote-unquote, passed out. Uh, and then when he came to, Takei had pulled his pants down and was trying to fondle him. Mm. Uh, and then he said no, and Takei stopped, and then he drove himself home. 
this reporter whose whose name eludes me i don't i don't have the story right in front of me because but he he put this story out last week and it's it's a long one so i'm kind of i i kind of think most people won't read it uh but the the tldr of this is on further discussions this model dude has kind of walked back on a lot of what he said um and this reporter talked to a couple of of doctors who said if this dude had been roofied is this how it would have gone down and the doctor said well and both of these guys both said this does not sound like any sort of rape date drug that we know of because it doesn't wear off that fast um the guy said they met at a party where he had had some drinks so it wasn't that he had two drinks and passed out um so the drugging part is really probably didn't happen they said it sounds like he'd had some drinks at the party didn't realize he was he was already tipsy takei invited him back now yes takei is a gay man he was closeted at the time but he was Mm -hmm. known to frequent these gay clubs uh this was this was this was all at a gay bar where where it happened um invited this guy back to his apartment they had a couple of drinks the guy stood up and the doctors both said this sounds like you know we've all done this you stand up too quickly and you get dizzy right uh and he'd already had a lot of alcohol in him and so yes he he fell down onto the beanbag um then they talked the reporter talked to another person and and i'm i'm really paraphrasing here folks you can find it on the internet if you want to um and again George Takei, yes, is a hero of mine. So I'll grant you, I am motivated to want to believe this didn't happen the way it was said. But looking at the evidence, it really sounds like this was just a date gone wrong. Um, this was back at a time when the gay culture was such that you would have these hookups where you'd go to a party, you'd meet somebody, you'd go back to one of y'all's places, you'd have a quick sexual encounter and then go your separate ways. Okay. Um, that was, that was the culture at the time. It's, you know, I, I, okay. I'm not a gay man, so I didn't participate in this. This is what the, the article said. Um, but I also, I know a lot of gay people and this kind of fits in with what I've heard. Um, so this guy goes back to, to, to Kay's apartment, which really doesn't seem to be too much of a leap for Takei to think, all right, this is what's going to happen. They go back to his apartment. They have a couple of drinks. Now, it sounds like Takei might have been a bit inappropriate, didn't or or misunderstood the situation, took it too far. The guy said, no, I don't want to do this. At the moment, consent was withdrawn. Takei stopped. And that's the important part of this whole story because that was never in question. As soon as Takei was told, I don't want to do this. He backed off. The guy pulled his pants back up and drove himself home. Mm. Um, Takei doesn't remember any of this, but the dude's 80. Yeah. I have trouble remembering what I had for breakfast last week, so I'm not going to hold that against him. Yeah, and but it was the, the, the when was this, the 70s or the 80s? The 80s. This was okay. in the 80s. So he was and probably partying you, every weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And And I'll tell you what. I have had situations where I thought a date was going in a direction it wasn't. And where I was told, hey, whoa, whoa, we're not doing that. I've stopped. Um, 
that's not molestation. That's not harassment. That's not illegal. That's oops. Yeah. It happens when people get together. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if the guy said no and Takei forced the issue, that would have been different. Um, the guy's story initially was that Takei was fondling his, his junk and trying to get his underwear off. Right. On further questioning by this reporter, he's like, well, maybe that didn't happen. So, you know, there's a lot of a lot of inconsistency with this guy's story. And he said he doesn't want to press charges. He's not trying to ruin Takei. He just wants an apology. And Takei's like, I don't even remember this happening. Uh, And it really sounds like it was, at the worst, a misunderstanding. And I, you know, I I don't want to minimize anybody's experience. You know, I don't want to say we shouldn't listen to victims and we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't, we can't convict people in the press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel that way about everybody. You know, Weinstein was a very, is a very powerful man. And, you know, I have no, I have no, no emotional tie into him whatsoever but the amount of people saying this guy is a scumbag is overwhelming right um uh uh who's the comedian uh red hair louis ck louis ck love his comedy um but there were enough people you know at first when i was like when they were like louis ck masturbated in front of me and i was like oh geez really come on and then Story after story after story corroborated it. And then he finally went, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Um, victims have to be believed. Victims have to be heard. But we can't just go, oh, this person said this happened. Therefore, you are no longer a good person. Right. We have to all of these stories, all of these stories have to be investigated. And if it come, if it, you know, if it turns out that George Takei has a history of, of molesting people and all of this is a smokescreen. I I'll be heartbroken, but I'll, I'll back off. But right now it sounds like this was a date gone bad that ended as soon as he said no. And there, it, it should not have been brought up into the public and Takei's reputation has been damaged because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and it, the story came out, several months ago and it's still only the one person it's not like you have 10 more people that's come forward since then exactly so yeah okay um no 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 no, that's (laughs) fine that's fine yeah that's what we want to do that's what we want to do we're talking about what's going on in the world so in the entertainment world so um in other news ambien does not make you racist (laughs) (laughs) no no it does not I take, I mean, the cards on the table. I take Ambien almost every night, and I have never tweeted a racist <laughs> comment. Yeah, same. I've eaten a shitload of M and M's. Yeah, right. Uh, so the story came out yesterday. Was it yesterday that this happened, or was it today? I don't know. My days run together. It was. It doesn't it was matter because who knows when they're listening to this. So let's yeah. say yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so no, it was today. Out, it was today. A story came out that Roseanne, Roseanne Barr, you know, depending on <laughs> what she's calling herself at the time, um, 
her show got canceled because she made a tweet early yesterday, early this morning. She made a tweet uh, commenting about somebody that worked in the Obama administration. I can't remember who it was, but it was a, a, a African American woman, and she said that she resembled somebody from the Planet of the Apes. Or something Actually, like that. Yeah. That, that that's making it nicer than it is. Right. Uh, hang on. Uh, what she what she tweeted. Uh, the, the woman's name was Valerie Jarrett, mm-hmm. uh, and she is an African American uh, woman who was a member of Obama's. Uh, oh, she's like an advisor or something like that. Well, yeah. let me let me get the the exact. Um, do do do. I'm listening, seeing all of her freaking apologies, which are BS. Yeah, that's the, she's been <laughs> she's been on Twitter all day trying to yeah. trying to get her show back. <laughs> uh, she was uh, uh she started she was the senior advisor to President Obama and assistant to the president for public engagement and intergovernmental affairs from 2009 to 2017. Okay. She is uh, African-American and Roseanne tweeted last night that she is the, she would be the result if the Muslim brotherhood and planet of the apes had a baby or something along those lines. Um, Right. Incredibly, incredibly racist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now, you know, I have never liked Roseanne. I didn't like her stand-up. I never watched her show because I just can't stand her. Um, but this was this was well past the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in the morning, in the morning, it was just backlash and people objecting, and and uh, um, Wanda Sykes announced that she was leaving. She's one of the writers for the Roseanne show, whatever it's called. Is it called Roseanne? Yeah, Roseanne. Okay. Um, and then, like, not even two hours later, the African-American female president of ABC went, you're out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick. I mean, it's, I mean, that's, that's the first I heard of it was ABC is canceling Roseanne. And the, and, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows this, but Roseanne, that sitcom was big in the 90s and uh, got canceled sometime around 97, 98, something like that late 80s all the way through the 90s and uh and then 20 years later you know like a lot of the old sitcoms now they're bringing them back you know so they brought it back for a nine episode run and it's been very successful you know bringing bringing the character back showing what happened to the family since then and then uh and now and they they had their season finale like two weeks ago and uh it was supposed to come back for 13 episodes in the fall and now it is no more because of this, which is exactly what should have happened. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. Troy, did you did, did you watch Roseanne? Uh, I never watched the original run, though. I've caught a couple episodes here and there. I actually wasn't allowed to watch it when I was a kid. Um, that and The Simpsons, funnily enough. Um, but I, I did watch a few episodes of the of the new season and I liked it. I thought, I thought it was funny. Um, but when, when this came out, I saw a few of my friends on Facebook actually say, Oh, we, we stand with Roseanne, you know, uh, share this to show that free speech is still alive. It's not dead. I'm like, (laughs) look, 
free speech, yes, you can say whatever you want, wherever you want, whenever you want. That's fine. You that doesn't protect you from the, the consequences of what you say. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and and you know the way she said it, this is clearly not the first time that she has said something like this. Um, I'm sure she was making these jokes all the time. It's just now it was on social media. And I think, you know, pulling her her show was, like you said, Sean, it was exactly the right thing to do, um, you know, from a completely moral standpoint. You know, it, it's it, it was it was disgusting. It was a disgusting thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, and then the one of the, thing, the the reason I made the joke when we first started the story was because uh, she's been apologizing all day, and not really apologizing, but making excuses all day, and trying to get her, basically trying to get her show back. And um, one of the things that she said was when I made that tweet, I had take I had taken Ambien, and <laughs> if if you don't know, Ambien is a a sleeping medication, and it can cause. Uh, hallucinations. Uh, it's it's a hypnotic <laughs> it's a hypnotic medicine. So I, I've taken it, and if you if you don't take it, you know I take it almost daily. So it doesn't really have any effect on me anymore, other than just helping me sleep. But when I first started taking it, it will it will make you say some crazy things. But if you're not already a racist, it's not going to make you say racist stuff. <laughs> exactly. <know>? Exactly. <laughs> it just it, one of my 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 family loves to bring this one up because I've I've been using Ambien for years. Uh, I've had I've been an insomniac since I was a kid, so Ambien is a godsend to me. Um, but yeah, if 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 you don't do what you're supposed to do with Ambien, which is take the pill and then go to bed, you're mm-hmm. going to do some stupid stuff, and you're not going to remember it because part of what Ambien does is it kind of erases the last fifteen or twenty minutes of the night before. Right. Um, now it, it it's never like complete. Like I'll wake up and I'll you know the next morning I'll come out and I'll find the Oreo wrappers on my desk and go oh yeah I did just eat an entire box of Oreos didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it doesn't change who you are. Now I have I have posted things on Facebook while under Ambien that either were nonsensical or I kind of wish I hadn't said them, but right. they were never anything that was like. 180 degrees opposed to who I am. Yeah. It would just be like telling somebody I think they're cute when, you know, I really shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so that, that BS just doesn't fly. Cause you know, I've been like, remember, uh, back when Ambien first came out, there was a pellet. It was one of the Kennedys who said he was on Ambien when he like drove his car and did something stupid. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, you know what, when you're at that point with Ambien, like I've had, Stop kind of, I've tried, <laughs> well, well, no, it's not even so much that it's a matter of, you know, I have tried, uh, like a lot of times I'll be typing away on the computer cause I am stupid. I'll take the ambient and then stay online until I finally am passing out. And like, I'll come back and, and they'll, they'll be like a half finished, uh, post that I, that I never posted. And it's just like a string of ease. <laughs> 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 you know? It's like you're not gonna make it to your car and drive anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife loves to tell the story of uh, one night I took it and I went to bed and she stayed up for a little while. She was watching something, and uh, when she came to bed, she got into bed and I rolled over and I looked at her and I said, "Tomorrow the walls will run red with the blood of my enemies." <laughs> <laughs> And she said, go back to sleep. 
my my family, I I was starting to say this and then I got sidetracked. Uh, one of the first times I took it, my mother-in-law was visiting, uh, and apparently, I. I was walking through the the dining room where my wife and my mother-in-law were talking and I sort of kind of remember this I saw my reflection in the glass of the hutch that I've got we've got all our dragons and fairies and stuff in and apparently I started talking to it <laughs> and they have never given they have never let me forget the fact that I was having a conversation with someone that wasn't there <laughs> and then I went to bed <laughs> well Ambien tweeted uh, <laughs> Sanofi, Sanofi is the name of the company that owns uh, Ambien and Zolpidem. Uh, Zol- Ambien is the name is the name brand of Zolpidem, uh, and they said people of all races, religions, and nationalities work at Sanofi every day to improve the lives of people around the world. While all pharmaceutical treatments have side effects, racism is not a known side effect of any Sanofi medication. <laughs> so. Yeah. So uh, and 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 Netflix uh, threw a little bit of shade. I mean, they were just they were they were having fun with it. But uh, they've got a family friendly sitcom on uh, on their service called uh, One Day at a Time, which is a reboot of the old '80s sitcom One Day. Oh, at really? A Time. I yeah, didn't know that. It's it's not very good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I watched the first episode. And I was like, ah, whatever. But um, they tweeted today that. Uh, kind of a synopsis. One Day at a Time is a family-friendly sitcom, blah, 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 blah. And then it said at the end, if you're suddenly in the market for a show like that, <laughs> come on over. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I hated to hear this just because, I mean, I've, I grew up watching Roseanne because my dad really liked that show. Uh, he, he, he felt like it was a sitcom that more closely portrayed the kind of families that he grew up in and that I grew up in. Um, where it's not all, you know, Ward Cleaver, that that kind of stuff. But I've never been a fan of Roseanne's comedy. I was a fan of that show, but mainly I was a, I'm a I'm a John Goodman fan. I really like John Goodman and uh and I like him yeah. in that show. But uh I hate the fact that now all these other actors and the crew and everybody all they all have to pay for the fact that she said something stupid on Twitter, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and she's trying to to kind of play the guilt as I was looking that up, I saw a couple, you know, like, like you said, she's been tweeting like crazy ever since mm-hmm. uh, after initially saying she was going to leave Twitter. Uh, now she's tweeting more than, than, you know, Trump on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, now she's trying, Oh, all of the, you know, I really feel sorry for all of these people, who, the hundreds of people who are losing their jobs because I said something stupid. Yeah. And, and you know, should have thought of that before you did it. Yeah. Yeah, and she's and she's trying to she's trying to claim that some of the other actors on the show threw her under the bus. She, no, they didn't. You did this to yourself, you know. They're they're trying to distance themselves from you to make sure that everyone knows that you, they don't feel the way that you do. They, you know, you're your own person, but we'll return after these messages. Hey, you listener. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do you like professional wrestling? What? If so, you'll love Review-A-Mania, where Rob and Zach break down every WrestleMania. You'll hear about great epic matches by the likes of Hulk Hogan. 
you what you gotta do when Hulkamania and the largest arms in the world run wild on you. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah! Ric Flair. Just stealing! Woo! Wheeling dealing! Limousine right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! Bret Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be! Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, you are a zero, my hero. John Cena. The champ is here! Brock Lesnar. Suplex City, bitch. And so many more that I don't have time to even name. Check out Review Mania right here on CosmicPotato.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker. It's a happening right here on CosmicPotato.com. Arriba! Hey everybody, I'm Troy. And I'm AJ. And we are the hosts of the World War G podcast, along with Colton, but he's not here right now. Yes, yeah, so pay no attention. Uh, and we're a podcast about everything geek. We talk about uh, movies, television, video games, comic books. Uh, we got movie commentaries, the occasional taste tests, like these lovely pina colada Oreos. Just don't try the Coke ones. No. Dang, what do we say after that? <laughs> Dang it. Um, so oh, okay. I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can find us right here at CosmicPotato.com or at WorldWarG.Podbean.com. Or wherever else you get your podcasting fix. And as always, stay geeky, my friends. Hi, this is Virginia Hay, and you're listening to Cosmic Potato. You're listening to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Be sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. You can contact us by email at mail at cosmicpotato.com or send us a voicemail or text message to 205-642-8380. Help the show grow by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is a great show, and they don't pay me to say that. Just kidding, they do. Um, a couple other things I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, first of all, I mean, and I'm just, this is just basically the entire story, but Andrew Lincoln is leaving The Walking Dead after next season. So I don't know what that means for the future of The Walking Dead, if that means that the end is near, but the fact that the main guy from the very beginning is leaving, I can't see that it would last more than a season or two after that, but I don't know. We'll see. But... Uh, Troy, you, you're not watching the show anymore, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. The uh, the spinoff, Fear the Walking Dead, is actually really good this season. And it hasn't been until this point. It's in its third season, and it's finally good. <laughs> so, uh, which is interesting. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about... Solo, a Star Wars story, but I don't, I don't want to talk about the actual movie because uh, if you listen to the show regularly, then you know that uh, whenever a Star Wars movie comes out, we do an episode of the podcast where we kind of go into the show, I mean, go into the movie and talk about the plot, do a whole spoiler-filled episode, and uh, we'll, we will do that. We're not going to do it this week because John's not here um, and Rick hasn't seen the movie yet. But I wanted to talk about 
the fandom of Star Wars and why they suddenly hate Star Wars so much. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, and we talked about this when Last Jedi came out, and I think it's just a carryover of Last Jedi. I hear a lot of people saying um, oversaturation or Star Wars fatigue or whatever. I was like, come on. We've been, I mean, we went decades without any Star Wars, and then now that we're getting Star Wars every year, now you're complaining about that. I don't know if it's just... I, I mean, I know that uh, there's a lot of people that don't like what Disney have done with the with the series. I personally haven't had a problem with what's happened with the series so far. Uh, is it... Is every movie that comes out fantastic? No. You know, I have problems with... I have problems here and there, but I have problems with every movie that I see. You know? <laughs> it's just it's just the kind of critic that I am. You know, I find, I find things... And it's part of part of podcasting you know you have to find things that you can talk about but this movie was not a bad movie i mean it's not as good as some of the other stuff came out i really liked as far as the standalone films the the, a star wars story type films i thought rogue one was a better movie but it's fantastic yeah yeah but this was a fun movie i mean there was nothing in it that i can say oh they shouldn't have done that that was terrible or whatever i had a good time watching this movie and I wanted to ask you guys what you think is going on with fans, why they're suddenly saying, oh, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of people have been going, like Rick was saying uh, earlier, and uh, I don't know if it was this episode or the other one that we recorded, but uh, Rick was saying that he saw my post where I was talking about Solo and saying all these people are coming out and saying, um, this movie was unnecessary. All movies are unnecessary. They're movies, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's it, it. We're supposed to have fun watching these movies, you know. But I'll let I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys, Troy. You, what do you got to say about all this? Okay, so for me, oh, I I hate this kind of of fanboy because I've been dealing with this sort of thing with Superman. Okay, when when in 2006 when Superman Returns came out, everybody got so up in arms, like oh they didn't do something original. It's too close to the to the Christopher Reeves one. There's not enough action. Blah blah blah. And then Man of Steel comes out and everybody's shouting, "There's too much action! How dare they? They didn't pay any homage to the original." Yeah. And it's the same thing that's happening with Star Wars. Force Awakens. It pays a lot of homage to the original ones, and people got so upset by that. Why don't they have an original story with, with, with you know, original characters and blah 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 and that sort of thing? And then, and then, Last Jedi comes out, and then all of a sudden, it's too original. How dare they? Um, you know, this isn't my Star Wars and all that crap. Yeah. And so I think, I, I, I think. The Star Wars fans are becoming their own worst enemy. You know, it. They, they. I, I get that the original trilogy is, you know, love. I mean, for me, Empire Strikes Back is one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. It's one of my favorites. And, but I, I don't compare the other Star Wars movies to that. I, I look at them as just fun stories, and. I mean, did we see what happened with Han Solo? No, but I'm glad we did. It was a fun film, and I think there's this feeling right now with with some 
fanatical Star Wars fans that, you know, if if it's not up to that caliber, then it sucks, which is ridiculous. Yep. Rick? All right, you're going to have to bleep a little bit of this, and I apologize in advance. <laughs> uh, as a Star Trek fan and a Star Wars fan, and yes, it is possible to be both. Oh, yes, it um, is. This sort of gatekeeper asshole has been around forever. <laughs> but the internet is giving all of these dipshits a voice. Uh, and I'll, I'll stop making you bleep at that point. <laughs> I just had to get that. You, nah, we're PG-13, so you haven't said anything that needed to be bleeped yet. <laughs> okay, well, bear with me then. <laughs> um, you know, I, I have watched Star Trek, and I was one of those guys when I was 22, 23, uh, and the next generation came out, and I was like, "If it's not Spock, Kirk, and McCoy, it's crap." And and you're not going to change my Star Trek. And and you know, it took a couple of years before I fell in love with the next generation. And then Deep Space Nine was announced. I'm like, "It's on a space station. What the hell? My Star Trek's about exploring." <laughs> and and they're going to argue with each other never. And you know, and then I watched. Star Trek reinvent itself over and over and over again, and I learned to really love it. Um, you know, with the exception of some of the first season of TNG, bad Trek is better than no Trek. And, um, you know, I've learned to become comfortable enough in my fandom that if they do new stuff that I don't like, I'll just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I. There are there's a whole lot that J.J. Abrams did in his Star Trek movies that I don't like, and I will never ever watch Into Darkness again, and I don't think anyone should ever watch it because it's garbage. <laughs> but there's a lot to be said for Star Trek 2009, and Star Trek Beyond is a very fun movie. And I took that into Star Wars with me. You know, I first saw A New Hope when it wasn't called A New Hope; it was just called Star Wars mm-hmm. um, when I was 13. In August of 1977, uh, you know, uh, and then I proceeded to see it in the movies. Hell, I don't remember how many times, at least a dozen times, which for a 13 year old going to the same movie. Now, granted, this was a phenomenon that has never happened since, uh, but it was in cinemas for over a year. And that that, you know, that stuff wow. just doesn't happen anymore. But Star Wars played in cinemas for over a year. It happened with Titanic because I know I was working at a movie theater when it was out. Oh, did it really? <laughs> Titanic okay. was in theaters for one year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I guess maybe that was like right at the cusp of of uh, when DVDs kind of yeah shot that all down. Um, and I loved Star Wars. I loved A New Hope. If you must, uh, I think that of the Star Wars movies, yes, Empire Strikes Back is probably the best crafted movie. I can't call it the best film because it can't stand on its own, in my opinion. You have to have seen A New Hope to watch Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and that, to me, is kind of the fatal flaw whenever, you know, and, and you know, we could debate this as a whole show. Uh, I don't say that anyone that thinks it's the best one is wrong. I just, I can't consider it that because it's it's the middle chapter of a trilogy. And it's very much the middle chapter of a trilogy. Um, you know, you can't just watch Empire and walk away knowing what's going on. Um, but 
Empire re, you know, reinvented certain things. And then Return of the Jedi reinvented certain things. And then three movies happened that we don't talk about. <laughs> uh, and nothing that has come out since uh, 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 since um, The Force Awakens has been certainly has not been worse than anything that the origin that the, the prequel trilogy did. Um, and, you know, they're not bad movies in and of themselves. They're just I think George Lucas has a terrible idea of what people want to see. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what he showed us in the prequel is that when there's nobody telling him no, doesn't do such a good job. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but, you know, as films, they certainly hold up fine. You know, they're they're coherent. They tell, sto- you know, they tell a good, you know, a solid story. The, the, the narrative follows, et cetera, et cetera. It's just compared to what we've already seen, you know, who cares about trade negotiations and an embargo and, you know, and all this. Right. Junk? Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, it, so when J.J. Abrams finally got star wars because you know it, it's it's no secret that what he did with star trek was kind of a, a test reel to get star wars which is where he belongs i think abrams is a genius with doing star wars he did a new hope better than lucas did when he did the, <laughs> yeah. the force awakens um you know and you know it was you could you know we could discuss forever about should he have taken more risks or, you know, we're, we're talking a multi-billion dollar empire here. Uh, you know, he kind of had to play it safe on the first one. I love the last Jedi. I don't like a lot of what happened in it, mm-hmm. but I love the fact that they went, we're going to take some chances here. We're going to take a risk. We're going to change this character. And I'm sorry, anyone who thinks that the story of Star Wars is the story of Jedi Knight doing the right thing, go back and rewatch the goddamn <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, when I watched that, when I watched that movie, and I, I left the theater, got home, and went on Facebook and started seeing all because I saw it on opening night, and I started seeing all these people saying that it was the worst Star Wars movie of the whole series. Did we watch the same movie? Because the movie I just saw was great. <laughs> and, it, and it's exactly what Troy said. Everyone was bitching about the, the Force Awakens being too much of the same stuff. But then The Last Jedi came out with, we didn't want it to be that different. Well, right. yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I haven't seen Solo yet. And, you know, I'll be honest. If they if, if Solo was the last standalone a Star Wars story movie, I really wouldn't care. I mean, we've heard now that they're working on both a Boba Fett and an Obi-Wan movie, and I couldn't care less. If those projects get killed in pre-production, my life won't change in the least. Yeah, but, I feel the same way, but at the same time, they'll still get my money. <laughs> well, yeah, if they come out, I will see them. And I can't yeah. stand Boba Fett, but I'll see the movie. You know, we haven't seen Solo, not because we don't want to. We just haven't, you know, events have conspired that we haven't been able to get to the cinema yet. Um, you know, when they announced they were doing a Han Solo movie, my first thought was, you know, Star Wars really hasn't had a great track record of showing us the backstory on characters. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little rep- uh, apprehensive. I enjoyed Rogue One. We own the the Blu-ray. I tried to watch it again, and I, as I started watching, I was like, Do I really want to watch this again? It's not a bad movie, but it was, you know, like one of those things that you see it once and and okay, cool. Um, the, you know, it, it suffered from losing its director halfway through, 
Solo had the same problem, but they also brought in a genius to fix it. So I have no doubt that that Ron Howard has created a film that I will at the very least enjoy. I also, as a kid, I read Han Solo at Star's End, and Han Solo uh, there were there were three Han Solo books that came out shortly after Star Wars did that were you know, I read them multiple times that are probably terrible books if I read them now. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm cool with that. Why not explore these characters? Uh, I enjoyed Star Wars uh, Rebels. I didn't finish the series just because it was costing too much money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they, they haven't made it uh, really available. I think when the when the when Disney starts their streaming service. Maybe it'll be on there, and I'll be able yeah, to catch up. Maybe I'll I'll watch the fourth, uh, fourth and fifth season. Uh, but I, you know, I didn't dislike it. It was just eventually I was like, I'm I'm paying a buck and a, you know two dollars per episode for this thing that I'm only watching, and it's only twenty minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but you know, I, Star Wars has this wonderful universe. You know, Lucas was a genius at world building. He just wasn't that great at movie making. But he was brilliant at surrounding himself with people who can do great things. At least he was at first. Um, so I think Star Wars is in great hands. I, I, I want to see Solo. Uh, I'm kind of psyched about the next three movies. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Episode Nine because I think J.J. Abrams is the perfect person to be doing Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I'm really psyched about what he's going to do with with whatever Episode Nine is called. I think they have they announced the title yet. No, not yet. Okay, I, it's, I it's, don't think so. No. My wife keeps showing me these trailers, and I'm like, "That's a fan trailer, honey." Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> Yeah, it ticked yeah, me off because I was trying to show my wife some trailers the other night. She likes Disney movies, and there's some there were some Disney trailers like the Winnie the Pooh trailer had come out, and there's a trailer for the for the Little Mermaid, which by the way resembles the Little Mermaid in no way. Um, but um, I was showing her some trailers, and and there was a couple that came up that oh I haven't seen this. Clicked on it, fan trailer. Hate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the 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 bottom line of my ramble here, folks, is if you think that there are too many Star Wars properties out there and you're you're being saturated by them, don't watch them. You don't have to watch them. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's awfully rational of you. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to see how bad Star Wars can get, go online and find the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> find yeah. Caravan of Courage. And find the battle for Endor, and yeah, that's those are some those are uh, you know battle for Endor, a Star Wars story. You know, it could could get that bad. And 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 holiday special. uh, I don't know if this is going to come out before or after Magic City Con, but uh, Joe, that's been on the show several times, uh, he and I are going to screen. uh, The Star Wars holiday special in Mystery Science Theater (laughs) three thousand format. At uh, Magic City Con, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, watching that thing in, in in my parents' bedroom because they you know they they had a they had a color TV in their bedroom, mm-hmm. uh, and so they were watching whatever they were watching, and I watched I watched every minute of that damn thing. <laughs> it was it was bad, but I, the the version that I have has all the original commercials with it. 
And I think all TV was bad that year. <laughs> because they just got all the commercials for the other stuff. Like, this week. And then it's, it's another variety show with a lot of dancing and stuff. I was like, God, is that all they showed on CBS in the, in the 70s was variety shows? You know what uh, baffles me the most, now that I think about it, is um, most of the people whining about Solo are probably the same people who pitched a fit when Disney went, all of this EU stuff is now Star Wars Legends and it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Because I tried to read those a lot of those books and they're awful for the most part. Um, you know, I read the, 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 the crown jewel of the Star Wars EU books, the, 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 the Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy, whatever the, the heck. Heir, the fr- Heir to the Empire. Heir to the yeah. Empire trilogy. Yeah. And my God, was that some terribly written... I mean, I'm sure Timothy Zahn is a wonderful person. <laughs> um, but you want to talk about some repetitive, circular writing that just, by the time I got to the third book, I finally just got the abridged book tape and listened to it so that I could be done with the, with the, the series. Yeah. Um, you know... He came up with some great characters. Grand Admiral Thrawn is awesome. And Mara Jade, I love Mara Jade so much. I really hope we see her. Uh, you know, there's there's rumors that she might be in the, in Episode 9. Um, although that would create some interesting continuity problems. Um, but, uh, you know, th- it, it seems like no matter what Star Wars does, no matter what companies do with these properties that they own, that their job is to make money with these things. And I'm talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Alien, etc. Um, no matter what happens, no matter what they do, somebody online is going to pitch a fit about it. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm just tired of giving these cretins any sort of time. Yeah. Because... You know, I, when I went to Magic City Con two years ago, uh, we had a great time. You know, I, I had a blast sitting on panels. That was kind of my first real con, though. The first one I participated in. Yeah. Uh, other than just sort of wandered through. And most of the people were really cool. But every panel we did, there was at least one dude in there who, like, if you called down to Central Casting and said, send me the nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd send this dude. And he'd be like, well, you know, and push, you know, glasses with tape and, you know, the whole thing. And it's like, these people are real. And they need, you know, I I love Star Trek more than almost anybody I know. I do freaking podcasts about Star Trek. I I have a goddamn Star Trek tattoo on my arm. I've had it burned into my flesh. Um, (laughs) And I'm willing to go, yeah, Discovery doesn't look like any Star Trek we've ever had before. But damn, that was a fun ride. Mm Mm-hmm. And people are still whining about it. And I'm like, yep. you know what? If you don't like what's being done, either get in the business and change it or STFU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm doing t- I'm doing two panels this summer about Star Trek Discovery and I'm uh I'm hoping that I don't have Yeah. Nerd yeah, good luck me. with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, I'm not saying don't criticize. You know, we certainly can talk about things that that could have been done better. You know, I, I, the 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 Leia Mary Poppins thing. I didn't think of it at the time, but as soon as someone said Mary Pop, I think it was you, Sean. You said <laughs> yeah, Mary me. Poppins, y'all, and yeah. now I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's still, you know, we lived through Star Trek Five 
and Nemesis and Into Darkness. Nothing Star Wars has put out since ni- since 2001 has been anywhere near that bad. <laughs> well, there was Clone Wars and <laughs> the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the was one it where bad? They had- I, I haven't heard anyone say it was bad. It just the, the, just the series wasn't bad. That movie was bad. I mean, it was, oh, was it? A- Anakin's got to go save Jabba the Hutt's baby. <laughs> yeah, <know? laughs> I saw that. I saw that in the theaters by myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Before we uh, before we end the show, I wanted to talk just. I mean, briefly, I wanted to talk about Deadpool. You know, t- t- time to make the chimney freaking changas. Um, mm-hmm. So, because the movie came out, it's been like two weeks since it came out, but uh, we've all seen it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to talk to Troy. Troy is not a Deadpool fan. That's so, an under. That's an understatement. Why? Why did you? Did, were you forced at gunpoint to go see? It, yeah. to go see it? Okay. Well, a little a little backstory here. Yes, I hate the character Deadpool. I've hated him for twenty years. As long as he's been out, I've hated that character. Um, and so when the movies came out, I'm like, oh, yay, good, whatever. Um, and. I, I will I will admit I, I hated the first movie for all the reasons I hate that character. That it's never he's always just joke, 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 and that's all it is. It's very one note. But I have to say, this second one it wasn't that bad. It was actually fairly entertaining. Um did laugh at quite a few of the parts. And I liked it because it wasn't just dick and fart jokes the whole time. <laughs> it it had heart to it. It was, you know, it, it had some genuinely sweet moments. Um, and, you know, he, he says in the movie, he says, this is a, a film about family. And you know what? It was. And it's, there was a lot to like about this, about this movie. Um, and, and I'm not, I'm not as scared now or not, not I'm not dreading going to see the the inevitable third one, but I think well, yeah. There's okay. First, before I say anything, let me tell the audience: uh, if you haven't seen Deadpool yet, go ahead and turn the podcast off because we're gonna we're gonna talk spoilers. <laughs> but yeah. uh, there's not, from what I understand, there's not going to be a third one yet. I mean, they don't have any plans for a third one. The next time we see Deadpool, it will be in an X Force movie. X Force, right? Yeah, so he'll be there, and he'll probably be... I don't know if he'll be as meta as he is in, in the Deadpool movies, because they'll have to tie him in with, with some other stuff, but uh, but yeah, well, I mean, it'll be Deadpool, it'll be Cable, and you know they'll introduce some new characters, I'm sure. But, and, um, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, that, and that's the other thing, I enjoyed Josh Brolin as Cable. I thought he was great, and that's another character I can't stand. But, yeah, it... it I think they they did really well or, or did really um, a lot of good with that character. What's going to be weird, I think, is because Josh Brolin signed like a four movie deal with them, so he'll he'll be Cable in this movie, he'll be Cable in the next Force movie. They're talking about putting him in an X Men movie, and it's going to be weird going from Deadpool, which is comedy, 
it's meta. You're looking at characters that know that they're in, they're in a movie, and then have that same character in a serious X Men movie. That's, yeah, that's gonna be weird to me, but I mean, I'll get over it. And I'll go see it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but Cable didn't. Yeah, Deadpool's the only one who broke the fourth wall, so Cable was pretty much playing it straight the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But and that um, and that's always been his job. Like even in even in the comics when they teamed the two up, Cable was always the straight man. Yeah, yeah. What did you think, Rick? I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I had not even heard of Deadpool until like five or six years ago when he started be- becoming memes all over the internet uh, because I don't read comics. Um, and so Deadpool was, you know, a non-entity to me. And then I started seeing all these memes and I found them very funny. Uh, and, you know, people would post pages from comics or something and, and it would be amusing. And I like the fourth wall breaking and, and stuff like that. So I really had no uh, no preconceptions or no baggage with the character when the first Deadpool movie came out other than the trailers looked awesome. And I love Deadpool 1. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I love Marina Bakarin. Um, I talked to her once. I interviewed her once to disastrous effect. Um, it was not. It was not bad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, that that was the low point of my podcasting because I just totally lost it with her. Um, but you know, I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the 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 fourth wall breaking. I enjoyed the the jokes. Uh, and I just think, you know, Ryan Reynolds is second only to like, um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen as human beings having the most fun on this planet right now. Uh, so it, it, it was a lot of fun. And I, and so when Deadpool two was coming out, I was a little worried because anytime a comedy film gets a sequel, uh, it, it rarely goes well. You know, Ghostbusters 2, Wayne's World 2, Bill and Ted, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. You know, usually they just become a rehash of the same jokes uh, and and they're just not as they're not as good. Uh, But this one took it in a different direction. Uh, I I was a little saddened to see them fridge Vanessa so early in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But. As such things go, I think you know it. It it was better than than most times that they do that. It wasn't quite that gratuitous. Um, I, I, <laughs> the, <laughs> the fact that Deadpool just gets his ass kicked through the whole film is brilliant. Um, the the basic instinct scene is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, Having Negasonic Teenage Warhead have a girlfriend, I think, was great. Um, uh, Colossus was a lot more fun in this one. What happened to the to the X Force was was brilliant. I, I just I loved this movie. Uh, the 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 diversity of the cast was was wonderful. Um, you know, it, it may not have been at, it, it it the if it suffered from anything, it suffered from the fact that this was the second one. And so a lot of the, you know, a lot of the appeal of Deadpool one was, Oh my God, I don't believe they just did that. You know, there wasn't quite that much in this movie. So they had to, they had to write a better story. And I think they succeeded. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm glad to hear 
Ryan Reynolds himself say, we're not going to do a Deadpool three. We, you know, we've, we've done two movies that came out really good. Let's not screw it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and obviously we'll see the character again. They're not going to do away. They've made too much money with that character. So they're obviously They're going to use him again. So we'll see X-Force and he may get tied in with Ryan Reynolds is the perfect person to play the, the, the part. I mean, obviously. I mean, he's he's done a great job with it. I can't see anybody else doing that. The one question that I have about the movie is that stuff that happened in the post credits. Did that really <laughs> happen? And if it did, did he just undo the entire movie <laughs> in the last five minutes? Because in in, in the in the uh, the post credit, not the post credits, but the mid credit scene. He takes Cable's uh, time travel device, has Negasonic Teenage Warhead fix it, and he goes back and saves Vanessa, which the entire movie is based off of her dying. So if she didn't die, then none of the stuff that happened after that actually happened. So and and the 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 producers, you know, they won't come out and say, well, yeah, this happened, or we're just going to ignore that when we do future stuff or whatever, because. You know, they they did the joke after that where he goes back and kills the original Deadpool from Wolverine. <laughs> Which was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then he kills Ryan Reynolds before you make him make Green Lantern, you know. <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, uh, uh, Deadpool got, uh, which I saw it maybe, was it the week after Infinity War or two weeks after? I think it was two weeks after. It was yeah. a good uh, follow-up. For Infinity War, because we're coming off of that high, we want something, but we know that it can't be as big, and we're in that we're in that lull between. We've already seen Infinity War, we know Solo's coming out. These were the three movies that I was really looking forward to this summer, you know, and now they've all come out, so everything else is downhill. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing that I can think of that I'm looking forward to is uh, Jurassic World, and I'm not. I mean, I, I want to see it, but I'm not like overly excited to see it, you know. So, yeah. Incredibles two. Yeah, there is the Incredibles two. Yeah, yeah, I do want to see that. I, but I did make a comment to my wife last night because the commercial was on, and I said, "Are we supposed to pretend like Mister Incredible doesn't sound like an 80 year old man when he talks now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson is not a young man. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to see Life of the Party. But I don't need to see it in the movies. I'll I'll, I'll be fine with that. We have seen I, that because my wife my wife is a Melissa McCarthy fan. She loves her so uh, so we did go see, and it's good. It's not. I mean, it's entertaining. It's not great, see, you know. It's see just, that that type of movie generally doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. But the trailer looked hilarious. Yeah, it it, it was. I mean, we laughed all the way through it. But yeah, I mean, I would. Uh, there's other stuff to say. I, w- I would wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's, you know, because we have a six-year-old, going to the movies is, it it, it takes some planning. So we have, we have to pick and choose what we actually go see in the movies. And it's usually the big ones like Deadpool and Infinity War and Black Panther. And, and uh, you know, we'll see Solo uh, in the movies. But, you know, some of them it's like, yeah, that looks like it'll be fun. But we don't like we saw um, Murder on the Orient Express mm-hmm. uh, a couple weekends ago, uh, which was good. But uh, did either? I've seen y'all it. see it. I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, 
I, I we enjoyed it while we were watching it, but afterwards I was thinking about because you know I you know Daisy Ridley and Judy Dench and and uh, you know the Michelle Fe- Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. you know just the, the the an amazing cast, and I I was trying you know afterwards I was at, at dinner I was talking to my wife and I was like I was starting to try to think wasn't it great when Daisy oh no she didn't really get to do much did she and, and judy no <laughs> and then i realized this was exactly what branna did when he did his did either of y'all see his hamlet uh, it's <laughs> no i will okay. not i have not seen the entire I, I saw like half i was working at a theater at the time that it came out <laughs> so i saw like half of it and i was like ah, i didn't have to pay okay. for it anyways <laughs> <laughs> because of my line of work i kind of had to see the whole thing you know and if you if y'all don't know out there folks uh 20 years ago now, maybe yeah. uh, Kenneth Branagh did the entirety of Hamlet. So like usually when people do a Shakespeare movie nowadays, it's a couple hours long and they've, they've cut out half the play because those movies were four hours. Those plays were four hours long. Um, and so Branagh said, screw it. I'm doing the whole thing. And he said it in like uh, uh, Edwardian France, I think. Uh, something like that. Anyway, did the whole movie. It even had an intermission, and I went and saw it. And oh my god, is it a slog? Um, <laughs> because if you've seen Kenneth Branagh's Henry V, it is a brilliant piece of acting on his part because you've got the character of Henry who has just become king and has all the power but none of the confidence. And he plays that beautifully. Uh, in the movie, and it were it, it's it's a magnificent film. If you if you like Shakespeare, uh, I highly recommend Kenneth Branagh's Hen- Henry V. It is it is a genius movie. Um, on the other hand, Hamlet is supposed to have all the power. Sorry, uh, is supposed to be very unsure of himself. He is supposed to be timid, afraid. Uh, uncertain, unsure. That's his whole character flaw is he doesn't, he lacks the ability to make a decision. Uh, And yet in Branagh's Hamlet, he plays Hamlet arrogant and cocksure and, uh, uh, you know, utterly uncertain, if that makes any sense. And he's surrounded by this cast that's amazing and none of them are allowed to shine brighter than Branagh. Mm-hmm. And that's the same problem with Murder on the Orient Express. Branna is brilliant as Poirot. I, you know, I did not not enjoy him, but after the movie, I was like, wow, nobody else got to do really much of anything. That could have been any cast of competent actors. It didn't have to be all of those stars. Right, they were just there to be on the marquee because the only person who got to have any wonderful monologues or brilliant moments were was Kenneth Branna. And uh, that kind of, in retrospect, took some of the shine off the film for me. Yeah. Yes, these are all films that you know. I have movie pass. If I didn't have movie pass, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't see a lot of this stuff. I'd wait for it to come out to uh, uh, on demand. And, and Troy works at, works at a theater, so he sees everything free. Anyways. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Well, this seems like a good place to stop. Um, if you. Uh, let me edit this part. I'm just—I lost my words. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, you can find the show, of course, at CosmicPotato.com, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, all that stuff. Uh, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. 
Uh, if you want to email us, you know, we're at mail at cosmicpotato.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send us a voicemail or a text message to Erica 205-642-8380. Uh, Rick, thanks for being here. Thank you. It was a lot of fun as always. And people can find you at? SimplySyndicated.com. I'm on most of the shows there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Troy, thanks for being here as well. Thank you. And people can find World War G at? At worldwarg.podbean.com and right here on the Cosmic Potato Network. Thanks for listening, and be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast, when you might hear John say, I realized last week that um, I'm pretty much the only one of us who can say... Some of my best friends are black and it not be weird. <laughs>